Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Talkville, the complete speed, speed, speed session. No, no, it's not a speed session, but it's, uh, you know, we, we just did one. We sometimes we do two in a row and we like doing that, but we want to give this episode as much attention as we can. Uh, this is the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. There's no other Smallville rewatch podcast. There probably is, but not by the two guys who lived it. Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum. That's me um look we go back each episode way back i watch all the episode tom watches it even ryan is forced to watch the episode <laughs> sometimes he likes it sometimes he doesn't but we're here to give you our ryan, honest feedback. ryan does your girlfriend watch every episode with you because if, if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken she was familiar with it before uh she it depends on how late it, normally she passes out but sometimes many she does. A, may, many a child has been born <laughs> as a uh, result of people watching smallville together We've lit, we've witnessed it at conventions. First time I watched Smallville you, with Andy. <laughs> people conceived during Smallville. Is that what you're getting at? Well, I think that's what he's insinuating. I think it brings Smallville brings people together. Can I move on? This no, is the I, intro. Want the, I want this to be the episode. <laughs> no, I like this. This is fine. Uh, look, our socials are um, at Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, at Talkville Pod on Twitter. If you didn't get a chance to call into our hotline, leave a question for this episode. Make sure you do for future episodes. All the info and more is down in this show's description. Please go on YouTube. You can watch it. You can see the description. Uh, watch, Listen on Apple, Spotify, but make sure you follow us. Write a review. It helps us. And most importantly, besides, I guess, is supporting the show is watching, listening. That's really the most important thing. But if you feel in your heart you want to uh, give a little more, you can go to Patreon, become a Patreon. Talk. Uh, it's called patreon.com slash talkville. Become a patron and help keep this podcast going so we keep doing it. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah, and, and and I know in some ways, as Michael's Michael does this very well, of, of expressing that, it sounds like a pitch. It actually works, and, and we respond to what you guys say and what you do, and it, and it does help. And I think that, you know, Ryan's home phone number is 323-848-6. You actually nailed it. <laughs> Without further ado, let's just climb right into this son of a bee. Season 2, Episode 8, Ryan. It's an easy episode to talk about because it's good. And it's, I wish it was about Ryan Teo's. In, in a lot of ways, it is about me. It is. And that's, that was my takeaway. Really? I hope you're not dying. You had an older brother, too? November 12, 2002, it aired. Terrence O'Hara, who I love, directed it. I really got along with this guy. Great. He was a sweet, sweet love man. It. Great director. Terrence became... So what people don't know is, at the beginning of, it, of at least Smallville, you're trying to get directors, and, and in the first two seasons, you're getting directors that you may not have seen before and you and it's very clear when they're not invited back. And ultimately what happened after many years of Smallville is we had like a like a like a barn of five directors who were in current rotation, which right. which works for the show and works also for the directors because you got that shorthand and it's so great. And Terrence was one of those guys. You got him, Jeanneau, you know, Beeman obviously you know ran the barn. Um, but you're right. So anyway, this is a good episode. This is a good I also people. will say that sometimes there are good episodes and, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, yeah. that director was awesome because that episode was great. But sometimes the writing's not great and the director can't really do much or the episode doesn't come out great because it wasn't a great episode to begin with. And then they're also well, kind when, of that's, shit on. That's, that's when, in a perfect world, that's when the director approaches the actor and says, so this is what we have. Let's make the most out of it. And you kind of both know what we're talking about. And that's what you do. And that's the best part. So let's let's do that. Ryan Kelly is Ryan James. He's great. We tried to get Ryan to the actor to come on, but I couldn't get in touch with him. Sarah Jane Redmond is Nell Potter and William B. Davis is William Tate. Synopsis, Clark gives all he has to save an old friend from a twisted doctor who wants to control his abilities. All the while, Nell informs Lana that they are moving to Metropolis. You know, I did notice it wasn't, you remember the first episode, Stray? 
the guy mm-hmm. who was chasing him, mm-hmm. this doctor looked exactly like him. This doctor was a little young and hot to be like an evil doctor. Can I just say the casting was a little weird with this one? Yeah. Well, why did he have to be so hot? I guess that's what they wanted. Maybe. I thought, he, unless he comes back. Yeah. But dude, it's the CW. Come on. <laughs> right. Um, the episode opens with a familiar face, Ryan James, who we all loved, connected to two different wires and tubes at Summerholt Institute, having his brain activity monitored as he guesses what nearby doctors are looking at on their computer. It was uh, it was intense. He uses his powers. He continues to exhibit painful headaches. I felt it. I felt those headaches. One doctor goes to fetch medicine, and Ryan uses the opportunity to pin the two doctors against each other, allowing him enough time to break away. He uses this time to call the Kent household to rescue him. Um, that was sad. It was emotional. I, I, it was intense. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have a lot to like color commentary on this episode. I don't remember a lot no, of it nor do you need to <laughs> i mean saying. i think it speaks for itself and we could we could talk about first of all we could just talk about real quick we could you could talk about and now that's well, for sure i'll just say that his you know his his um and of course well <laughs> and now what the hell swell <laughs> i will say that ryan's performance is fantastic he's 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 a great little actor he was young uh i know he was you know i i worked with him a little bit and uh, he was very, you know, he was just very into it and wanted to be great. And like, but like, sometimes it's like, did you ever, because he was always so great and you watched the episode, but was there ever a time, Tom, where it's like, maybe he couldn't yeah. maybe get a moment that Terrence wanted? There there was a, a moment, and it doesn't matter what, where, and I learned a lot from this, where there was a lot of emotion being asked of Ryan. And he, he just, you know, he wasn't finding himself there. And I overheard Terrence talking to him. It's not about making it happen. Not about making it happen. It's about allowing it to happen. And I overheard this. And I was like, that's what, that's like, that's, that's amazing. Like, that's yeah. awesome. You have to allow it. And then it's true. If you force it, it's fake. And I think that's in life and whatever. And that's, that's a different podcast that you have. But, um, I do remember learning from that and using Terrence's my what I overheard Terrence say to another actor. You used it. I have used a lot. You know what? Yeah, I did this. I did this movie, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, and not many people saw it, but I was. Um, I saw it. You saw it. Um, but I loved working with Clint Eastwood, and he was fantastic. And I had this big scene in the courtroom, but there was a scene that was cut where I didn't have any lines where they see me post courthouse. I've just come out as being gay in the small town, all these things. And I was trying to be emotional. I was supposed to be emotional. And I remember I was just putting my headphones on, trying to listen to some Fleetwood Mac, thinking of nostalgia, <laughs> thinking about the old days, trying to get, and I just couldn't, I didn't feel it. And I guess you, to, you were trying to force it. I was it. forcing yeah. it. And I felt, and all of a sudden Clint Eastwood, he must've felt it. He comes over and sits next to me and he looks at me and he just starts pretending that he's crying. He's like, and I go, well, what are you doing, man? And he goes, well, I'm just trying to loosen you up a little bit, Michael. And I go, oh, he goes, look, we have all the time in the world. Just just let it happen. Just let it happen. Allow it. Yeah. Let it happen naturally. And he got up, and it just put me at ease. And I, he looked at the DP, Jack Green, I believe, and went like this, a little to roll camera. And everything started going and the cameras and uh-huh. nobody said action and we just did it. And it was one take and he goes, how did you feel? And sometimes you need words of wisdom. Terrence was around a long time and he, you know. I also think that what you need is that, that safe space to be creative and to be open. And I don't, I don't know if I've told this story before, but I had this thing on Swaville where, you know, they would want to come take pictures like, the studio and like publicity pictures. Uh-huh. And I, I said, you can do that when the cameras are rolling, but not when the camera, like not during rehearsals. And they go, you're the only actor who's ever said that. Usually they allow us to take pictures before the camera. And I go, well, I just think when we were rehearsing and we're setting up a scene, and by the way, this is a, I, I didn't like, I came up with this in an instant. I go, this is a safe space for us to figure out what we're doing and allowing ourselves to be emotionally available to the other character. Yeah. And that carried on for years. And there's another story about, and I won't say who the two actors are, but there was a very successful actor who 
you know, had a 20 year long career, gets a point, has a scene where he has all this dialogue, obviously prepared, obviously knows everything and just can't like the first take just blanks. And everybody kind of takes a, yeah, everybody take five, whatever. And the director comes over to me and he goes, isn't this great? And the actor's like, what? He goes, isn't this great that we just get to do this? Like, this is just fun. And it's kind of like what Clint said, we have a lot of time in the world. There's no pressure to any of this. I, he didn't probably didn't say, I know you know your lines. I know you're prepared. He just said for this moment, we're all good. And that actor has obviously continued to go on, but that's what you need. You need that support system to feel like you can express yourself in your character's agenda. So yeah. there you go. No, it's great. I think people like to hear it. All right, here we go. We're firing away. Kent's want to help Ryan. However, they are un- aren't able to find any Summerholt Institute in Edge City where Ryan lives and his aunt seems to have disappeared. Chloe to the rescue. She has a friend, Trace, the call Ryan made back to Neurological Institute in Metropolis known for controversial research. Clark knows this because he's been checking Chloe's emails. Of course, from last episode. After his work at a Luther Manor, Lex meets with Smallville Mayor, who tries to extort Lex for a bribe to get his company approved for some expansion planning. Apparently, Lionel did it all the time. The mayor warns him that he needs to play ball, and Lex is resistant. There's a great moment at the end, not of this scene, but later on, where Lex says, tough shit, and the guy goes, he improvised. We're in the middle of a scene. And I I just kind of scoffed at him. like He goes, don't laugh at me. That wasn't oh, really? scripted, and it kind of startled me in a good way. My reaction is real. He goes, "Don't laugh at me," and that was a real moment. I'll never forget that guy. There's a there, there's a famous Nick Nick Cage story where he's uh, getting his stunt drive training for um, what's Gone the movie he did seconds. with Angelina Jolie? Um, Gone in sixty seconds. Gone in sixty seconds, and he's in the stunt. He's with the stunt driver, and the stunt driver makes a comment about. Well, you know, you're some other character he played. You should know how to do this. And apparently Nick Cage hits the brakes, stops, and he goes, I don't make fun of your profession. I'm not the joke of mine. <laughs> and it's the same thing with that guy probably did. He's wow. like, don't make fun of me. I'm acting here. We cut to Lana riding horses. She's interrupted by her aunt now. She tells Lana the great news, and she's agreed to move to Metropolis with her new fiance, Dean. No. Plans to have Lana move with them. She's pissed that she wasn't asked first. You're a child. You don't get to ask. I'm an adult. Clark gets tired of getting nowhere with Summer Holt over the phone, so he takes a visit to Metropolis. While there, he runs into the doctor, who's just gorgeous, fresh <laughs> breath and all, in charge of Ryan's testing in the lobby. Mr. Garner reassures him that Ryan is not there. Clark doesn't listen and decides to investigate the off-limits section of the facility. He saves the day, finds Ryan, knocks out an orderly, and takes him out to Summerhold to hide out at Luther Manor. Can I just, every every, every time you say Summerhold, do you want to say Ian or Summerholden? Yeah, Ian, Ian Summerholder. Yeah, I do too. Every time you say Summerhold, I'm like, just say the whole thing. Summerholder, Ian <laughs> Summerholder. Uh, you know what? I will say this. I thought it was a little too easy. And if, and if Clark got out of there, wouldn't they have looked at cameras and said, you know, and then maybe that's what J- Dr. Garner said. We'll have you under the microscope because we saw something, you know, whatever. I don't I don't know. It was a little bit ambiguous. But uh, anyway, we learned that Ryan's aunt gave him away for treatment because he is, his headaches intensified. Lex tries to figure out why they had an interest in Ryan. But Clark prevents him from sharing the truth about his telepathy. Out of the loop, Lex is angry at Clark for abducting a minor for seemingly no reason. And, you know, when they come to the Kent house and they're like, we want him. He abducted. They're like, he's, Clark's like, remember, a high school kid goes, all right, look, I'll give him back tomorrow morning. They're like, oh, OK, cool. <laughs> he's negotiating. Why he's are they negotiating? Like, no, you're giving him back now. And that's it. And if Lex says something, it's usually no. This is abduction of a child. <laughs> Clark returns home to find the Smallville Sheriff and Dr. Gardner's, which we just talked to. Uh, the next morning, Ryan reunites with the Kents and explains why his aunt couldn't handle his powers and gave up guardianship. Shortly after, the Sheriff and Dr. Gardner return to take Ryan back. Before he can get away, Lex pulls up in the bends, shares a newly made restraining order that gives the Kents temporary custody of Ryan. He works in mysterious ways. I love, I by the way, I love how Lex always has really awesome, slightly outdated, awesome cars. Yeah, now they're definitely outdated. (laughs) Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. 
I cooked some of these steaks and it was the best meat I've had. And I'm not, I want, I'm going to name drop, but I went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house and we barbecued and I put these on the grill and I don't know what it was, but good shop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high quality cuts, 100% grass fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be saying. Yeah, it's uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. Goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TalkVille today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, everyone celebrates Ryan's temporary homecoming by throwing a surprise party at the Talon. The irony being Ryan knew the whole time because you know, it's his, his brain works. At this impromptu party, they hire the alternative band Von Ray, whose lead singer is named Vaughn Ray. That's true. I looked it up as well. Yeah. I'm sure that's not how they pronounce it. That was pretty it. cheesy. It was pretty they don't say Vaughn Halen. That was like a lot of, that's some synergy, some kind of... Uh, studio maybe the, the record label is the same wb i don't know i don't know agents working their magic we learn at the party that pete's mother co-signed the straining order for ryan also ryan using telepathy to find out pete knew, knew clark's secret and that lana is moving away later that night lana interrupts clark in his loft reading an idiot's guide to the brain to talk to him about ryan's health and the idea of her moving away clark encourages lana to not leave i like how he waits a beat and says no don't go and the stand up for herself with Aunt Nell, although she was probably thinking, I love you. I, you can't leave. I, I would be heartbroken, but no. There's always this thing where you can't compliment yourself on a performance, which is so stupid. And I liked it. I thought you a great performance. That was a choice. Like that pacing of how you say the, that's choices. Because those great. lines are all together in a thing. How you separate them and how you deliver them. I was actually like, good job, Clark. I was kind of rooting for my character in that moment. Good. I also like um, your performance when, you know, you're losing Ryan at the end and you can't do anything about it. That was some really nice work. It was just like, it's really sad. 
Uh, the next day, Martha drops off Ryan at Luther Manor as she heads to work while there, Lex finally gets to show Ryan his Warrior Angel comic collection, which our friend Greg Beeman, who also is a big director and, and showrunner and all that, uh, he wrote the art, uh, did the drawing for for Warrior Angel. As Lex shows off his comics, he tells Ryan that growing up means understanding there's a gray area between heroes and villains and not everything is black and white. Mid-conversation, Ryan has a piercing headache that causes him to pass out and be hospitalized. Clark visits him and gives him a new issue of Warrior Angel. The cover features his Fortress of Solitude, which is a floating balloon. Ryan tells Clark that he has a tumor growing in his brain and nobody could save him. Sorry, that was terrible. <laughs> At Smallville High, Chloe finds Lana researching child emancipation after hearing that Nell was not receptive to her wanting to stay in Smallville. Lana isn't hopeful of her plan, but Chloe has the idea of letting her stay with them until she finishes high school. Bad ant count. This is the second ant in this episode who has given up their guardianship. <laughs> Just letting you know that. They're done. They're over it. Yes. They're done with it. <laughs> Let's share some information with Clark about a doctor using cutting edge tactics, edge tactics that might help Ryan. However, the doctor is in Hub City and is flying out of the country soon. So Lex tells Clark that he believes Ryan may have ESP and Clark gets defensive of Lex's Hub intentions City. for trying to help Ryan after they make up. Clark heads to the Hub City to stop the scientist and Lex heads to the hospital to visit Ryan with more Warrior Angel comics. Do you know what's never resonated me with the history of Smallville is ever feeling like Clark ever went anywhere else. Like you're like Hub City. Clark went to Hub City. I'm like, like until we actually got the lo into the lowest of it in Metropolis, right. it just were it was just another scene in the day that we did. But now, like as as we look back on it, I'm like Clark was all over the place. He Star City, Hub City, all these places. Wow, so interesting. <laughs> it's true, it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. While there, Lex has more conversations about transitions to evil. He tells the dying child that the road to darkness is a journey, not a light switch. And he's and I love how Ryan says, "Hey, remember your own I advice. Like that. Remember that, Lex." And Lex kind of goes, "What the f you see? Wouldn't that be cool if <laughs> five years later he's about to have a dark moment and he has a flashback of Ryan said, remember that?'" <laughs> <laughs> Clark is ab uh, able to super speed to Hub City, stop the doctor before his plane departs, and convince him to come back to Smallville to perform emergency surgery. Which I don't know the cause of that, but I, the reason. But he only gets a couple of extra days. But you know, he got a couple of extra days of life. It's also a, a, a tough thing. I, I know I said the thing about maybe him being a younger actor at the time. And by the way, so was I. No question. But here you are trying to grapple with the idea that you're gonna die, and like that's a, that's a tough. As, yeah. as at our age now, I think we could tap into that possibly better. When just, you're uh, when you're. It's tough. It's a it's a tough thing to ask of someone under thirty. You know, I guess is what I'm saying. It's funny because I never had experience with that until I met my buddy Preston, who uh, was a, a kid who went to the Ronald McDonald House and had many surgeries, yep. but he had terminal cancer. And I got close with him and his family. I love you guys, by the way. I need to he was see your best Michelle, friend. Michelle, Chris, um, and yeah, and we just lost him this last year. First of all, no no one knows what it's like to lose a child, and especially a mother. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I could see the pain that she feels. I could see them just alone in her Instagrams. You could just feel that it's not even surface. It's like it's way deeper than that. And, you know, of a child trying to understand. But, but I'll tell you what. He was like the bravest kid, you know. He was brave like Ryan. I'm sure he had those times where he, he teared and he didn't want to die. But at the end... His last words were like, you were the best mom anybody could ever have and always know that. And you were the best. Bro. And I love, and, and, you know, she has that recorded. You could hear him say it. It was so, it's so tragic. And so like, so it's hard to even imagine, man. It's hard to imagine. But, all, but also like really beautiful in that that was the life that he, that was his time to live. And for him to come to that place yeah, and acceptance is Something we all should probably think about every day. Yeah. 
Now that Lex is done with Ryan, he diverts his focus back to the crooked mayor of Smallville, creating an ad that runs on TV, exposing his bribes and bad feelings. And after the mayor makes threats against Lex's new expansion of reputation, Lex calls to a speech from Winston Churchill and basically tells the mayor, don't F with me, sir. Back at the hospital, Lana tells Clark her plan to stay in Smallville. He's bummed out that she will no longer be the girl next door. Their conversation gets interrupted as the Kents share the bad news about Ryan's surgery. It was unsuccessful, and he only had a few days left. And you see the great Martha Kent, Annette, just in those that one moment, just show so much heart heartbreak. Ryan tells Clark that he wanted to spend his final days wants to spend his final days with him, his friend. Clark uses the time to fulfill one of Ryan's wishes of having his own you floating know, sorry, fortress sorry, real balloon. Quick, one of the things that in the last episode, Annette tapped, you know, sort of talked about is, you know, one of her challenges is she had children while she was playing Martha Kent and she was mm-hmm. traveling to Vancouver and back and forth and playing a character who didn't really get a lot of influence, but she made the most of it. And I think that her having children definitely informed her performance with Ryan and even that brief beat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I can only say that now because since I've had children, the influence is like a thing. You have no idea what I'm talking about because you know I'm children. But no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I do have a dog. But like it's a thing, dude. Yeah. It's like a it's a it's a shift in your anyway. I've heard that honestly from a lot of parents. So I I know you're telling the truth. Uh so we're fulfilling Ryan's wishes of having his own floating fortress balloon, just like Warrior Angel as the two take a hot air balloon ride in the air. Ryan thanks him for the moment. Uh by the way, was that a real hot air balloon? Did you go up in the air? Um it, we we went up a little bit. And then they brought us down. Like, we were, we were never let go in in my memory. The episode ends with Clark I mean, cleaning I know out. you call Al a lot. Let's call Kristen and ask her. Or Ryan. <laughs> I think Kristen was there watching. The episode the ends scene. with Clark cleaning out Ryan's empty hospital room. Damn. Who's that? Damn, who's that? Um, this is the first episode named after someone's proper name. Ryan. In the beginning, when Chloe is telling Clark about Summerholt, she refers to Ryan as Brian. Happens all the time. Okay. While Clark and Lana are talking about her move to Metropolis, Lana asks him, how would you feel if you were uprooted and sent somewhere far away where you didn't know anyone? This marks Sarah Jane Redmond's final appearance as Aunt Nell until she resurfaces in season six. Should we have Aunt Nell on just to like, maybe? We should just because it'll be fun as, as hell. Because... Yes, the answer is yes. She'll come on. She's awesome. The other thing you have to understand is she probably didn't know that it was the last time she was going to appear until four, but also, five seasons yeah, later. No, you're right. Martha's secret, the Ryan that Ryan knows, is revealed eight episodes later in Fever. So that's coming up. Lex shows Ryan his Warrior Angel collection. The cover to the comic book number one is a nod to the cover of DC's Action Comics number one, in which Superman made his first appearance, which Nick Cage owned for a while. I keep talking about Nick Cage. Here we go. Patron privilege. This will go out to Nico first. Our good buddy, Nico. We love him. Thanks for all the support and love, Nico. You're always so awesome. Hi, everyone. This is Nico from Seattle. And this question is in regards to episode called Ryan. Really, really love this episode, especially right off the bat. It's already showing the contrast. And even later on, when they try to help out Ryan, how each one of them does it a little bit differently, which is a stark difference to compared to the other one. You have Clark who wants to stand in front of him and be maybe physical with the police officer. And and then you have Lex who just pulls a baller move, comes in with his Mercedes like eh, threw my lawyers at it. We're good to go. So you can leave now. Uh, my question is for both of you. Having Ryan, a much younger character, kind of playing this little brother role on the episode, did that change your approach or how you wanted to interact with him or anything like that? So this one gets two roses for me, and uh, thanks for doing this. You guys are awesome. Uh, the the answer is yes. Uh, I touched on this briefly earlier when I overheard some direction from Terrence O'Hara, who I loved, and 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 was like a rock for me, where emotionally because he was so open and stable. And I think he also helped Ryan in the moment. Um, I did feel like aside because, because Ryan was dealing with something internally that his body was not functioning and there was always, it wasn't like fighting the B girl or the girl who wants to eat deer. You know what I mean? It wasn't about just hold, grabbing them, holding them down and putting them in prison. This was a different emotional scenario. So yes, it, it, it was a softer approach is my 
short answer to your long question. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. Chase. Hey, Tom, Mike, and Ryan. This is Chase, a.k.a. I made Talkville say butts. Uh, this question is about the episode Ryan. I remember when I was a sophomore in high school watching this for the first time and tearing up heavy at the end. My question for Tom is now that you have a kiddo yourself, like I do here, um, did this hit you a little harder? Because it definitely hit me wicked harder this time. Love to hear your answer on that one. Love you guys so much. Uh, for me, at this point in my life, I, I had never been in a situation where someone I cared about was dealing with the same scenario. So yes, it was all new. It was new for me, so it was new for Clark. And it was trying to just navigate it and, and share love without even knowing how to operate. So I don't know if that answers the question, but yes, it was all new to me. By the way, these are all top tier patrons, patrons that uh, really get back to the podcast. So we thank you. Patreon.com slash Talkville. The, the guy whose username is I made Talkville say butts is a father. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I like that. He looked, yeah. I, I like that now, too. I like a father that uh, is fun. He seems fun. <laughs> uh, this is Allie, and she's adorable with her little baby. She is just cute as a little button. Hi, guys. This is Allie and Clark from Pennsylvania. And we had a question about season two, episode eight, Ryan. Uh, right away, we notice, oh, my gosh, that's Cancer Man from X-Files. So just wondering if you guys are X-Files fans and what was it like to work with him as a guest star? The mayor Thank was, you guys. right? Say bye-bye. Aww. Uh, yes, I was, I was, um, what do you call it? I was enamored? intimidated by him. Yes, I was, in I was enamored. I was intimidated because he was actually a, a real actor who had been on a real TV show. And here he is with us. <laughs> Sweet. Here we go. John. Yeah, he was a powerful actor. John. It's John. Hi, this is John in Seattle, Washington. My question was about season two, episode eight. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned in the season one finale episode that you all kind of underestimated Ryan's popularity, and I definitely agree. Uh, how aware were you all of the popularity of certain episodes of storylines at the time? Thanks, guys. This show is, is really great. Dude, great. Fast question. That was perfect. Tom? We didn't know. No one told us. We're still learning now what episodes landed and what which yeah, ones didn't. They, we really didn't know. That information know. is not shared with us. And we're six months ahead from when we shoot to when we air. And we did not have social media. So uh, we never knew. We never knew. Yeah, we never knew. But we um, definitely could tell when we were doing an episode that seemed pretty good. Here's Sergio. Hello, my name is Sergio. I'm from Massachusetts. In the episode, Clark tries everything he can to save Ryan, and he ends up failing in the end, which alludes to something else that happens much later in the series. And I just want to know how you guys felt about that. Even with Clark's all his amazing abilities, there's still certain things that he cannot save. Uh, that you, you just said it yourself, in my opinion, Sergio, is that, you know, that's the tragedy of being able to save so many people. You can't save everyone. You just can't save everyone. You know, doctors deal with it every day. You save someone and the surgery goes great. And then another patient, it doesn't go so great. And, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, he's not God. He's just a man with, uh, super abilities. <laughs> 
But you know how Clark could yeah, save everybody. Uh, and I also, it's, it, it shines a spotlight on the fact that Clark can keep two, phys- two people physically away from each other, perhaps. But what happens internally in someone's body, emotionally or physically, he can't do anything about that. Um, I, I think that's, I, that's what I like about this episode, is it sort of shines a light on that. I like it. What were you going to say, Ryan? Oh, I mean, he's already got super abilities, but if he got a PhD... <laughs> then he could do a little Clark bit about. He could. He could, could save do a little people. bit about. Yeah, Ryan. Good job. Good job. Hey, Michael Tom. This is John from Yorktown, New York. I'm calling for season two, episode eight. Ryan. At the end of the episode, Clark super speed to the doctor. I thought that was really done well. Uh, I was just wondering if you guys can kind of expand on how they did that at the time. Fourteen seconds, by the way. Great. I will say that if you look at the progression of super speed, which we we learned more and more as time went on. At the beginning, you literally saw Clark's hands going like this really fast in the first season and even into this season. And I would like to think, which I, which if I remember correctly, then it becomes a blur because no one wants to see this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even in fast motion. Uh, th- um, this is no name. Hey, my question is for Rosie and Tom. Uh, what was it like working with Ryan Kelly, uh, the boy who played Ryan in the episode? And uh, was he a big Smallville fan? Also, nice meeting you guys in Raleigh. Nice Later. message. Quick. I like it. Um, also, um, great, working with, great working with him. I have yep. no idea even if he had even seen Smallville before. He was no great. Idea. I loved working with him. He was a great yeah. actor. Easy to be around. A lot of fun. I remember making him laugh a lot. I was farting and acting like a child, and he loved it. And his mom was really oh. cool. Let's see what Samantha has to say. Here we go. Hey, guys, it's Samantha from Ontario, Canada. I'm 17 years old, and I grew up watching Smallville with my dad. This question is about Season 2, Episode 8, Ryan. This was Ryan Kelly's second time appearing on Smallville, and he later went on to play Jordan Parrish on the very popular show Teen Wolf. I thought it was interesting when I watched Teen Wolf that I also recognized Tyler Posey and Michael Hogan from Smallville. I was wondering if you guys still stay in contact with any of the guest stars from the show, and if you remember anything about working with Ryan. Um, I keep in contact with Kristen at Krista Allen. I keep in contact with um, me, Tom, but guest stars, um, not a ton of them, but uh, Annette O'Toole, you know, just yeah, guest stars. I don't know, Tom, how about you? I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, a good part of our friendship is because you reach out. I'm not good Jesus. at it. I'm, I'm very, I, I have a tendency to isolate myself, which is, I'm working on that, but um, <laughs> yeah. By the way, if, it would be weird if I still hung out with talk to Ryan. Ryan's like a child then. Uh, uh, Ma- Maggie Lawson also. Maggie Lawson. Yeah, I still talk to Maggie Lawson. Yeah. She was on the uh, podcast. All right, look at this. Jason Lex Badass. Hey, it's Jason. This question is for Michael. Michael, Lex was a badass in this episode. It's almost like Lex was Superman in this episode. Did you enjoy playing those scenes when Lex got to kind of be Superman and come in and save it? save the day and be a badass like that thanks a lot love you both love the podcast thank you um i would say that i really liked it uh it gave again it gave some complexity some vulnerability some like you see how he is with a kid he he didn't get that kind of love when he was young and he's kind of being really kind to this kid and going out of his way and you see that lex has a good soul and he's you know trying to do the right thing at this juncture in his life um, thank you for By the, the way, let's give some let's give some credit to the writers in this episode and the creators. Mm-hmm. This is this is a shift. This is you got this character in Clark that can physically manipulate all these other things. You have this character in Lex who mentally, because he's so smart and ahead of the game, can manipulate. But he, then you have this character, Ryan. No one can change his condition. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? So credit to those guys i will give credit to that you know a lot of you know the writing can be great and again it comes down to 22 episodes a year 10 months a year you're writing while it's going you're not going to have again if you could have five great episodes and maybe seven to ten or five good episodes and five okay and then five that are kind of like whatever that's sort of like the norm now again nowadays remember they do eight episodes and they're done before they start shooting so if you don't have you know, eight, nowadays, if you nowadays don't have they eight, don't do that now if, now it's 10 episodes if you don't have eight season. great episodes you suck 
And it, nothing infuriates me more than the start a series that's had this much time and this much development and the episode should be in, you know, done in terms of writing and they're ready to shoot and the execution. And you're like, why was this effing thing made? It pisses me because off. They don't, but you, and I know you know this because they're not already written. Nowadays, you can't sell a show unless you have 10 episodes to show. Written. Done. Back then... You had an idea for a show, and the only reason you took a break during the season of airing is because the writers needed time to catch up. You know, it's it's a different model now than it was back then. Yeah, you only so had like a- three months off, two and a half yeah. months, not even. All right, Ka- uh, Katie from England, international. Hi, Katie. This was a very emotional episode and was wondering just uh, if you have any memories of how it was for you all to film just did such a fantastic job. I mean, we, we pretty much told you, we pretty much answered that. But, uh, you know, what I remember is it was a really sweet episode. It was nice. It was touching. Um, you know, uh, I didn't have an incredible amount to do, but I, I remember enjoying it. I, I Again, I'll say this maybe hopefully in a better way. This was the first time Clark couldn't physically overcome an obstacle. It had to emotionally grow and I think there was a, I, I think that was the, my takeaway from Clark's growth in this episode. Rosenbaum rating system. We'll start out with Tom first. One. One rose? I already decided. Yeah. All right. One rose for Ryan. I, I really like the episode. Hey, that's what you gave. I respect that. Ryan. Two. This one's a two for me. I'm going to go two. I thought it was wow. a glimpse into the future. It was comic book related. It was all... I don't know. There was just a lot going on and it was very emotional and I hadn't seen an, an episode this emotional yet. And I thought this was, was a really good one to, rem- to hold on to. Yeah. It, it was emotional. I, it, uh, look, my name is in the title. Who are we kidding? Yeah, amen. How was I not going to give this to? <laughs> Death, also, it was a good episode. First, by the way, this, I think this is, might be the first time this has ever happened where I oh, was the lowest, lowest, lowest. rater. Yep. And I gave two roses to the last one. Death and save count. How many people got saved? How many died? One dead. Rest in peace, Ryan. Zero saved through eight episodes in season two. Nine dead. 14 saved. Series 39 dead. 49 saved. Ryan's favorite scene. Did you write three down and did you choose it? I sure did. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Uh, all right. Are we doing the same um, thing as last time? No. Let's now. Let's see. Go <laughs> ahead. Give us the choices, and I'll, I'll answer for us. <clears throat> um. All right. Uh, scene one between Lex and Clark, where uh, Clark says that he's going to go uh, try to save Ryan, and Lex uh, talks about regretting not spending time with his mother. I thought that was a good scene between. A lot you of guys. pauses there. I'm not sure you believe. Well, in that I was one, trying to go ahead. like sum it up in my notes. Um, you're also correct. Anyway, that's scene one. Uh, scene two, Clark speeding to the airport. Uh, and scene three, just the epilogue with the hot air balloon and the sad shot at the end with the hospital. I sort of lumped that into one because it was under one music cue. I'm going to go with that one. C. Three? That's a... I'm going with three. Yeah, the last one in the hot air balloon. Yeah, it's, yeah. it was the last one. It was the last one. So yeah. we both tied on that one. It was that very was the good. only interesting scene you mentioned. 
You didn't think this, you didn't think you speeding to the airport was interesting? Yeah, those were not great choices. How about in the hospital not with Lex me. and Ryan? Lex and Ryan with the warrior angel. Yeah, How about, that, that what about was, Martha? That was on the nose. <laughs> that was, it was like, look, yeah, it was, it was a little on the nose. Right. I was like, I, I see Ryan, what you're doing. Ryan watched it. this at 1.15 yeah, after his girlfriend went to bed. Look, and she made him drink two bottles of wine. He's like, shit, I got a podcast tomorrow. I'm going to watch this episode. That That's is it for the episode. Guys, stick around next week as we get a double dose of trouble with season two, episode number nine. It's called Dichotic. Don't even know what that means exactly. It's probably too dichotic. It's like, you know, the dichotomy of it all. Uh, I don't know. Uh, look, let us let us know. We your have th- a special guest, Joe Rogan, who will be joining us. No. Us understand. Dichotomy is the division or contrast between two things that are, rep- or that are or are represented as being opposed or entirely different. What sucks about getting two great episodes in a row is that anything next is probably going to seem like a letdown. So I'm going to try and take things in stride, knowing that these two episodes were standalones that they, you know, and that. Okay. Let let me, let me speak to that for a second. Sorry. I know I always interrupt you, but you know, in the old days when Smallville started, you had to wait a week to watch an episode. So you had time to taper off the energy from the last one. Now with the watchability, I find that I can only watch two episodes of anything in a row and I, I stop myself because I start to lose just my focus. And, you know, I think that's just something for us to consider and people to consider. Like, people are watching this podcast with a separation. Ryan, and, how, you know, yeah, Ryan, how do you feel about mm. um, this season compared to last season so far? Uh, I mean, it, it feels like good- um, the show has hit its stride. Um, it's not afraid to take some more, um, like with the last two episodes, take some more emotional swings um, and not sort of rely on a freak of the week. And I think we all agree that those are not always the strongest episodes. But um, do you do you see that there's a, a um, from a camera point of view, like shots and things like that? Do you see that? That's also sort of coming in line a little more as opposed to every episode literally being lensed differently. Yeah. From I mean, different the, directors. That scene yeah. that I mentioned earlier that wasn't, it was one of the top three. It was like, there was like some significant, like Lex was sitting at the desk and you were standing and they were really moving around and like trying to like, it was really choreographed and interesting to look at. That's a big question just to be thrown at you, by the way, to like sum it up, sum all of it up. Can you hear what Michael's doing? <laughs> Michael's, Michael's already moving it. Well, that's it tonight for Stockville. Thank you very much. Tune in tomorrow for Inside <laughs> of You with Michael Rosenbaum and Ryan as the guest to talk about the emotional repercussions of doing a podcast about Smallville. Thank you very much. Always hold on to Smallville. Patreon.com slash Talkville. <laughs> um, and uh, make sure you follow us on all our handles. And we've got uh, something cool online. There's only 55 prints of a... Um, original art by this wonderful artist may charters and she i we worked together collaborated on what we wanted to make and she made an original piece of art and we made beautiful prints of them and there's only 55 that are numbered and signed by me and tom they're available on the talkvillepodcast.com and we hope you'll check that out we're gonna probably have some headshots up there signed so you know that from us instead of like if you get them on ebay you're like well did michael and tom really sign these just so there's no discrepancy also michael had this idea which we just talked about earlier today before the podcast of Maybe taking our show on the road. So there's going to be a little poll, which is going to be helpful to us. Respond honestly, you know, yes or no, or under these circumstances. But Smallville Nights, uh, let's, we were thinking, Michael's got a good idea about how it might happen. Well, what I was thinking was, um, not necessarily Smallville Nights, but it's an event where it's like, it's, we start out, it's the small Talkville podcast. It's the Talkville podcast live at some theater. Okay. Imagine that. So there's fun, there's music, there's whatever, there's us, there's Q and A's. And then we take a little break and then we come back and do a Smallville Nights where we read scenes with fans and we tell stories and it's intimate, no cameras. And then we have a VIP backstage with some snacks and beverages and hang out with us and all that stuff. The question is, you know, when I do these, uh, and Bryce could put this up, but when we do polls, like who would go? Well, everybody's going to say yes. They'll say yes. They would. They would go if 
if you yeah. could, but B, I really want you to be honest. Like if you could make it out to LA to test it, to see if it does well, to see if it's worth us continuing. So we would give you months in advance and we'd want to know if you really legitimately would do everything to get out there. And if it's really possible, if it's not, don't put yes, put probably not, or maybe, and that give us a, give, gives us a better idea. So we're going to try and uh, flesh it out, the idea, and uh, we'd love to do it. I think a lot of people would have fun. We'd make it worth your while, and there'd be some other things that we'd include. And so let us know. But that's, uh, that's about it. Thanks for bringing that up, Tom. And uh, Ryan, it's well, always a pleasure. Two good episodes in a row. It's a good way to end the week for us, isn't it? Well, let's keep it up. Let's keep it up. All right. Love you guys. Always hold on to Smallville. Always hold on to Smallville. We love you guys. Thanks so much for... Uh, hanging out with us and of course we can't forget our top tier patrons without you guys what would the show be it wouldn't be airing that's for sure tom and i wouldn't be doing this without you because you get back to the show and make it happen go to patreon.com slash talkville thanks for the support continue support if you're not a patron become a patron it's a lot of fun and uh here we go let's read them tom go you take off baby yeah i'll, I'll start off and by the way with patrons you get some special stuff that other people don't get to see so here we go nikki g leanne p raj c Janine R, Santiago M, Leah S, Little Lisa, Thomas the Leaf Blower. Mm, good for you. Sophie M, Betsy D, Liliana. Correct. A, Avi P, Michael H, Ray H, Karen Apple M, Danielle B, 99 more, Liliani. Lalani. N. Just think. Damn it. La, 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 I'm just going to switch it to damn it. N. Rhett G, always hold on to Smallville, Estefan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Kimberly L, we can't do it without Justin S. Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, Lana, rhymes with banana W. We got to do a Patreon, like a, 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 a Zoom with all these these awesome people. Nancy D, what would we do without Nancy D and Brian G and Sarah W, Justin T, Lucy O, Jeremy G, Amanda R, Teddy127, Michael P, Ryan R, Grumpy, Itis, Jordan M, Hillary B, and Craig G. And we can't forget Christy R, Pollyanna, Karen P, Derek G, Jorel, Richard S, Heather and Greg, Nico P, I made Talkville say but. boots. Ryan H, Eric K, Clark's mom. Kristen B, Takashi M, Kevin E, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Dark Achilles, one of my favorite handles, Finky, Tito G, Mixter, Stephen F, damn, who's that? Damn, who's that? Damn. Jeanette E, Deadvid, Allison H, General Zod, who's, he's a tough guy. Theodore. Theodore Lucian, my favorite crack. Lucian, Lucian, Lucian. Formerly Crack or Krauk, Clark spelled backwards. The Daily Planet goes to 11. Oh, that's a new one. Araceles, Araceles, Arrest the Development. Araceles R, Big D, John Glover's Luscious Maine, Doug R, Tommy Z, Boston 68, Isabel, Sager S, Corey L, Ivy and Sam, Mr. Home Arcade, Cal T, Amanda K, Jesse C, Lumberjack, Claire M, fourth favorite character underscore, Zoe. Zoe. Scott S. D. Brown. Joshua W. Alice. Be kind. Please rewind. Karen. <laughs> Karenira M. Karenira M. Eldon Supremo. Sarah Q2. Take the last ones, Willing. All right. Sarah Q2. Leslie V. Tatiana S. Robert G. Natalia G. Julie Jules. Cool one. Mick Burtz. Can't wait to, can't wait to hear your next album, Julie Jules. Ginger M. Leslie and Jordan. Oleg G. Christoph S. Katie B, Michelle, oh yeah, and Drew. Drew, can't forget Drew. Uh, you guys rock. Again, thank you, top-tier patrons. Thank you all patrons for listening. And um, if you want to get your name shouted out, join Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash talkville. There's a lot of other cool perks. Um, and uh, we love you. Thank you. Thank you.